Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It is Tim and Nate's Fantasy Football Special. We are live right now drafting. The draft just started. Le'Veon Bell went off the board with the first pick. I think it was an auto pick. And now Todd so. Gurley. Todd Gurley has went with the second pick, and I ended up with the third pick. So now it is my pick to draft here, Mr. Dombrova. Nate Bush, Nate Bush, Nate Bush. And I am going to take with the third pick the Ezekiel Elliott with the third pick in the draft. Oh, not a a horrible pick. I would much rather have him than David Johnson. Yeah, I'm not too – the Arizona a little bit – I know a lot of people have been running for Saquon Barkley, too, and I keep going, eh, I like I Barkley. I like Barkley a lot. If I had if I had the fifth pick, probably would take Barkley. But uh, at this point, with the third pick, no, not going to take Barkley. We shall see. We shall indeed. So now we have the fourth pick is up, and Tim and I – just decided we're both avid fantasy football players, and we said, well, let's do a show based around this fantasy football stuff that we love so much. Um, so we just jumped in a random league with a bunch of people we don't know and uh, decided, hey, let's just do it. I ended up with the third pick. Tim has the eighth pick. This is a standard snake draft, uh, non-PPR league, so no points per receptions. Alvin Kamara just went with the fourth pick of the draft. They uh... – we may not know them, but they're going to know us shortly. Oh, you know it. And we will be joined later. Go ahead. We'll be joined later by fantasy football black book expert Joe Pisapia, who will break down our picks as the fifth pick of the draft was Odell Beckham Jr., the sixth pick, David Johnson, the seventh pick is Antonio Brown. Now, Mr. Dombrova, the pick is yours. I selected from the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Dombrova goes Aaron Rodgers with his first pick. So, uh, what made you go quarterback? I always feel like I should try to get, if I like, okay, like the running backs now. Wide receivers to me are sketchy. I don't know why, but they are. Running backs, okay, I'm going to get, oh boy, I'm. Back on the clock in a minute. Um, you are. If I can't These get the top, to if fly. I can't get the top four, or fourth or fifth one, I might as well grab the next best player in another category. At least now I have the best quarterback. Yeah, on the board. I, I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. Um, you might as well get the best when you're when the five or six running backs are gone. You might as well grab the best. Whether and then I ended up getting. Uh, I ended up drafting Kareem Hunt at eleven. Yes, you take Kareem Hunt at 11. Um, after Rodgers, Dalvin 12, Cook, then Saquon Barkley fell to 10. Then the first pick of round two is Julio Jones. Then Leonard Fournette. Then Tim takes Kareem Hunt. Now DeAndre Hopkins is off the board as we approach my pick. Well, so, see, now, uh, now, now also what comes into it is the auto picks. Yeah, now, auto if, picks if you're looking at well. the rankings, If you're looking at the rankings and those, like from now, I don't get to pick for a while. But, uh, like, you get to – you're on 23rd. Yes, I'm picking you right gonna, now. <clears throat> yeah, and then you're on again. But two guys in front of your 23rd pick are going to pick – are going to be auto-pick. So, yeah. if there's guys you want, you got to take them now, or they're going to be gone. Or at least two of them. Christian McCaffrey is gone. 
Gronkowski is gone. Someone did someone grab Keenan Allen? Did I miss that? Oh no, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Uh, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas are all available. AJ Green. Man, this is a tough pick here. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and select here. Just to cap off, I'll take um, I'll take Michael Thomas here because I don't trust Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen stays hurt too often, so I will take Keenan Allen there. And then Trav- Michael, Thomas, Michael Thomas, I took him. Travis Kelce, Keenan Allen, AJ Green all go off the board now. Um, so it'll be back to me in a minute. So to run down the the league here, we have we start one quarterback. Two running backs, two receivers, tight end, flex, defense, kicker, and I believe there are five bench players total. Um, let me see here. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven bench players, actually. Wow. Oh, boy. Pretty deep roster. Oh, he, went so, uh, he went real heavy I am on the bench, back up him. now. I am back up now. And since I am back, I have a wide receiver. I have a running back, and you might as well go for it. I will take Tom Brady in go. the third round. Good. Never a bad pick unless he gets hurt. No, I mean Tony doesn't get hurt very much, so no, he's protected pretty well. I look at it no sense in taking a another running back or another receiver that's not going to really give you super points, but go ahead and get that top value running or quarterback, and that that'll help my team even more. Yeah, because see, with position, I don't think a quarterback. I don't think a quarterback would have made it back to me. Well. I'm going to have to pick a wide receiver, I think, with my next pick. It's going to be a matter of who. Unless I jump and go to a tight end. What is your Then I'm not uh, going to get it. But then I'm I know not you love tight ends. I need to. Indeed. Uh, what's your uh, roster looking like right now? you got Rodgers, Kareem Hunt. That's it. And that's it right now? Okay. Yeah, it's the third round. But we will be joined by okay. Joe PCP around 3.30 to discuss our draft, to discuss our picks and how we did. He'll rate us. He writes the fantasy football black book, which I used when my when I'm drafting. Um, very very valuable book. I uh, highly suggest you pick it up. It's on Amazon. You can get it. It's not very expensive. About the same cost as a fantasy football magazine, but this is more in depth, more detail. So Joe's our guy. So it appears that Mr. Wheeler's here has fled the building. Hopefully, <laughs> goes to auto pick. Taking a second. Oh, there's here. nothing worse. There's nothing worse than the than the guys who are not, who make two picks and leave, and then don't set it to auto pick when they do. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, well, Sean McCoy was after I pick. Uh, Devontae Freeman went. Then Lashawn McCoy and then Mike Evans was drafted. Boy, there is not a lot left in the. Well, I'm going to go off the board a smidgen. Joe Mixon just got drafted, and Mr. Dombrova has taken Marvin Jones. Wow. You really did go off the board. Yeah, I went off the board a little bit with that one. Um, he is yeah, the, I didn't really uh, he like. Is... Uh, some of the guys that are left, you know, like Golden Tate and uh, guys of that nature, you never really know. Like, okay, there, Alan Robinson is available. But that's Chicago. You know, do they, who, who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, yeah, Baldwin you don't know about hurt. Trubisky. Yeah, there's so many Baldwin's of these guys always. are hurt or out. Um, Baldwin's always hurt. 
Yeah, <laughs> always. And, I mean, when he plays, he does okay, but like, you know. Oh boy. Well, after your pick, Ooh. after your pick goes T.Y. Hilton, and then Josh Gordon. So we are moving through this draft. We are um, into the fourth round now. As and Derrick Henry goes off the board. That's a that's a sleeper pick of mine this year. Is Derrick Henry? He should be money in terms of uh, fantasy football value this year. That's so hard to say. I, there last night I watched a little bit of the uh, preseason game between the. Uh, I'll make my pick for him. I'll make my pick first. Yeah, I selected Zach Zach Ertz from the the, uh, Eagles. Um, Not not a win. uh, Browns and um, who the hell were they playing? Uh, Eagles? Was it Browns and Eagles? Yeah, it was a 5-0 win for the Browns in preseason. Anyway, but uh, in that game, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Turns out he's going to be okay. But for a brief moment, it was looking like we were going to get <laughs> we were going to get Baker Mayfield from the get-go. The Mayfield show. That, that would be interesting to throw him out. Well, I could early. hear the you could hear the clicking as guys went to their fantasy teams and went, "Okay, I'll throw away one of my." bench players and get Mayfield in case he starts because he is going to throw yeah. up some kind of numbers. Right, he's going to throw the ball if he starts. Yeah, he's going to do something. So I'm I'm waiting for those kind of picks. See, now is where it gets interesting for me. I look at my team. Okay, I've got a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Now, do I do I go crazy and try to get the best kicker in defense? Or do I settle for third-rate and take what I get for running backs and wide receivers at this point. I always wait on defenses and and kickers. Kickers I always take with my last pick, I always, because a kicker you can get anywhere. I always find there's always the difference between me winning and losing, though. My kicker does nothing, and I lose by three points. <laughs> uh, I, I've never really cared much I guess for it kickers. On left. I suppose so, as uh, – Jordan Howard, Jared McKinnon, and Tyreek Hill have all been drafted now. I'm surprised Tyreek Hill made it that long. I was eyeing him for my next pick. So, anything, any, any, there's, I've got a quarterback, running back, wide receiver. So, I've got to kind of get into the, the mindset here that I'm going to look, looks like I'm going to have to take, with the way running backs are flying, I think I'm going to have to take a running back here. Um, well, and I hate taking. Unless there's I hate somebody, taking, I hate there's taking committee running back. Who's, who's a hidden? Mm, maybe I don't know. We'll see what this pick holds here, and then I'll make my decision based on that. There's one pick in front of me, and then I'll take make my pick. Uh, Fitzgerald goes, so that makes my pick a little bit easier. I'm going to go ahead and just take Stephon Diggs. Best wide receiver available right now on the board. So, I'll take him in round four. Uh, I think it's a pretty good pick. And there goes Cam Newton and Demarius Thomas, and then Kenyon Drake all go off the board as it's almost back to me again. Just about. Now, here it is. All right. Now, now things are getting interesting down here. Uh, 
Man, oh man, you want to talk about dry. The running back pool is dry right now. Well, the, and the, so is the wide receiver one. Now now you got to start looking for those hidden. Well, Royce, no, there's still there's still one or two guys at running back yet that are yeah. you know, point-wise point, point anyway aren't looking that bad for a second. I'm going to have to go ahead and take and bite this one. I'm going to take Royce Freeman from Denver. Uh not exactly who I want, but I'm going to have to just go ahead and take him um, because he, you don't know who's going to be getting those carries in Denver, him or Devontae Booker. So I'm going to invite the bullet on him. Not my favorite pick, but I guess value as you get into the fifth round. There's some good players out here still, though. This well, is where drafts are won and lost. Any idiot can draft good in the first two rounds. You really got to draft well going forward. as Amari Cooper has went off the board. Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch went after Kenyon Drake, then Royce Freeman, then Amari Cooper, then Alex Collins uh, running back for the Ravens has left the board as well. And then Golden Tate just, just flew off the board as we are approaching Mr. Dombrova's pick. And the pick before his will take... As we wait with bated breath. <laughs> or somebody who's decided that they left. Doug or is Baldwin. really struggling. Doug Baldwin is picked. And Mr. Dombrova, you are up, sir. I'm not excited about this prospect. It's really hard to get excited once you get to about the fifth round. You're just like, well, hell. I'm going to go off the board a bit. Okay. Again. As I tend to do, and this is a kind of a bit of a shot in the dark. Lamar Miller, that's actually a good pick. I like that pick. It's a little bit of a shot in the dark, but it's the best I got to go with. No, I, I like that pick actually. I, I, Lamar Miller's a good, uh, a pretty good pick at in round five. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling weak at the wide receiver position. I think it's one of those things when you go into a draft that you have to look at and say, okay, I'm weak at blank position. Um, and you almost have to make that pick because you're not going to be strong at every position. So you got to go in and say, no. okay, here's the position I'm going to be weak at. At least that's my opinion on the matter. Um, well, you're not going to be a powerhouse. Is gone. It's, it's Russell Wilson is gone. And Juju Smith-Schuster has been drafted as well. As we rapidly approach the sixth, we are in the sixth round of 16, so we got about 10 rounds to go here. We want to thank you guys there for must joining us. Go ahead. There must have been quite a few guys who didn't pick quarterbacks. That's yeah, the quarterbacks, quarterbacks, are quarterbacks are starting to get a run. Most quarterbacks, we were the first two to take quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks aren't going until about the fourth round. In See, I've, I've, done this be, I've done things like this before, where I probably won't on this pick, but I might on the next one, where yeah. if nobody picks any quarterbacks because they're ranked so far down, I'll grab one. I'll grab another one just to keep somebody else from getting them. Uh, and you probably I, need two. And you need two anyways, so. I, I uh, don't know if I can I go with that. Sometimes I will, depending on, on, like, maybe I said, maybe not quite this round yet. Well, if you've got Rogers going to, sitting there, then, yeah, I kind of don't blame you. But, well, and you still got, 
Uh, I just drafted, by the way. Um, when you still yeah, got uh, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan are all still left. Alex Smith, I mean, Prescott. I mean, there's all kinds of – nobody's really picked any. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson went, then Smith Schuster, then Brandon Cooks becomes the first pick of the sixth round. Allen Robinson from Chicago gets drafted, and then Tim takes Chris Hogan. Then Jay Ajayi has been drafted uh, after that. I was going to pick him, but he's hurt. So I do not I like that three-headed that. running back system in Philadelphia. Do not like it one bit. None of their well, guys really their, prosper from fantasy perspectives. With the two, with the quarterbacks they have, how much running they really going to do anyway? Exactly, and it's one of those. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're going to run some, but. There's not going to be any Philadelphia. Let's Philadelphia <laughs> runs the ball 45 times today. That's not happening. And Deshaun Watson was drafted. That was uh, in the sixth round. And then the first defense, the Jaguars defense, has been drafted in the sixth round. Uh, I, I can't take a defense that high. I just can't do it. It's too soon. There's always one guy that starts the defense run, though. He'll always take that defense, and then boom. Here comes who, everybody. Who, who, picked defenses. who was that? It was not me. It's called Dude the King drafted Dude the defense the there. Okay, so now what is he doing when he has picked a defense and he doesn't have a QB yet? Ah, beats the hell out of me, man. Not my team to draft. It's his, so I'll give him that. Well, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at his roster and going, okay, well that's an interesting. That's an interesting move. I've got my next pick eyeballed right now. Um, I think I know where I'm going to go here if if it's available. Um, after this pick here, my I have the next pick. Um, I'm thinking tight end here because I don't have a tight end, and there's a couple yeah. of really good ones here that so uh, maybe a the, small the, reach, but I think it's I'm a good go pick. The, the logic on the QB pick is because they're so far down the list in ranking wise. They're yeah. not going to get auto-picked yet. I mean, the first quarterback Maybe. that's available is 79, is 79. So there's Jarvis 20, Landry there's, just went. There's 36 uh, so picks gonna, in front of that. So well, I'm going to go ahead and grab Greg Olson, tight end from yeah, Carolina. Good, good player if he stays relative, if he doesn't get hurt. He's healthy. He's tight a good end. player. That's a risk for any tight end, though, because they get panged up. Tight ends take a beating, so it's it's tough to, you know, Gronkowski's always hurt. But the only guy you ever see that's not really hurt often is Travis Kelsey. Um, and he's a, he's a hell of a tight end. Yeah, he doesn't, but he's not that big of a blocking tight end, though. I mean, he does it. No, not no. Like some well, I mean, for fantasy, for fantasy purposes, he's what you need. I mean, Travis Kelsey's always a wide receiver, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, he basically is. Especially in that in that offense, he's pretty much wide receiver. So, boy, I don't know. I still got two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks to go. There's not going to be much left by the time I get to draft. Yeah, picks. it's going to be scraping go. here. Yeah, taking I might have to go. And... Yeah, I might have to go kicker or or defense for my next pick, even though because I just don't think there's a whole lot left anywhere else. I'll take what I get in the. In the bottom half. Well, Delaney Walker just got picked. 
Actually, let's go ahead and run through this. Kelvin Benjamin goes, then Alshon Jeffrey, then Delaney Walker all get picked. So, it looks like the tight end run is beginning. Glad we got out in front of that. (laughs) Yeah, I got a good one there. Yeah, yeah, I got mine, so I'm I'm okay there. So, I still need a flex position. I'm looking at a flex player. So we'll see um, see where this leads us here in terms of draft because I'm I'm about to pick again. And well, there's still there's still enough wide receivers whose points are higher than you can get from a defense or a kicker. Yeah. Well, maybe not the kicker anymore, but there's still enough wide receivers that are definitely higher than a defense. So. Yeah, this is where it starts to become just a bit of a – unless you're really a hardcore, which I am not. Um, <laughs> I am, so I, I really stick you, with – You really have to know the the personnel because you well, might be – Well, I'm going to take guys, a guy but, here who's projected to – oh, God. I'm just going to – I'm going to go ahead and take Isaiah Crowell. He just got cleared from concussion protocol. And um, he's splitting time with Bly Powell. So, I'm going to go ahead and go with Good it. Your brave man, Nate Bush. Well, but I mean, that's a flex position. As a third running yeah, back, I'll take Isaiah too. for well. That could uh, pan out. I am on the board. Um, yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I'll take the – Number one kicker. Well, Tim goes out and takes to the kicker, Greg Zerling. Now, let me run through the picks after mine. Uh, I go Isaiah Crowell, then Evan Ingram goes, then Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, Carson Wentz, and then Tim takes Greg Zerling, kicker from the Rams. So, interesting. Interesting. Now the tight ends and the quarterbacks are starting to go here in the uh, in the draft. Oh, but as you uh, got a few more picks here before we get back to Tim, so let's go ahead and take a second, Tim. Pay a quick bill or two, okay? All righty. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by new law offices. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways? That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, Call me, Stephen P. News. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law, answers to your legal questions. 
Well, we're back, and while that commercial was playing, there was only two picks. Deion Lewis, running back for the Tennessee Titans, and then Andrew Luck gets drafted, and now Carlos Hyde has been taken. So the the picks are starting to run here with in bunches, and the Eagles' defense goes as well. That was me. Yes, yes. Tim takes the Eagles' D. Not a bad pick there. Not a bad pick by any stretch. I want to have a I want to have a decent one because they really drop off, you know. The yeah, and you almost got to play defense roulette. Good. You got to play defensive yeah, roulette, so. so it's better to get a, a good defense. Yeah, so I got some of them are just terrific. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are. I'm gonna go ahead and look at the defenses here. There's a few that I like here. Yeah, there's three or four, um, maybe four, three or four left. Like I mean, even the Patriots, they've got ranked what? That would be the third. I think maybe the eighth highest one, and they're horrible. Um, <laughs> looking at David Njoku gets drafted, then Robert Woods, then Derek Carr, then Emmanuel Sanders. So I'm going to go ahead and make a defensive run here. I really, really like what the Rams do on defense. Why in God's Rams. name would you draft Derek Carr <laughs> when – when okay, not not picking on Derek Carr or any, but why would you pick him when you have when Drew Brees is sitting there? Roethlisberger, Cousin Stafford, Brees, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott. You've got twenty quarterbacks better than him. I, I don't understand why Drew Brees is still available. We we are in the eight, almost the ninth round, and Drew Brees is I don't still know. available. <laughs> but I guess maybe the logic there is these guys haven't picked one because they're still all sitting there. So I they're, guess. they're just letting them sit there, I guess. But it seems weird. I don't know. To me that this you're doesn't seem a... like something you would normally see in a draft. Is is Drew Brees lasting till the ninth round? I don't. Well, know. Especially when Derek Carr has been picked already. That's true. So I'm not. I'm not 100. Although they have him, pro- although they have him projected to do 251, they have him projected to do better. Well, no, he's 251 points. There's 10 guys, 11 guys on the board. Even if you didn't know anything about what you were doing, the Vikings defense has been selected. Duke Johnson has been selected, and Rex Burkhead has been selected. And now, I have one more pick till we get to to me here. And then I'll make my selection. Uh, well, I know on, what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab me. I'm going to grab me another quarterback when my pick comes around. Not a especially bad idea, take, especially if they don't take them. If Drew Brees, I'm going to I'm going to keep somebody else from getting one of those guys if they. Mark Mark going to take has them. Been drafted. Well, hell, I'm taking Drew Brees right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Why I'll not? take Drew Brees in the ninth round. I'll take that and run with it. And uh, Tevin Coleman goes, then Robbie Anderson. Uh, I got Drew Brees and Tom Brady as my quarterbacks, and I take Brees in the ninth round. So, uh, yeah, I'll take that and run with it. I see. Um, did you see Houston, that message Texas that just popped up? Goes. I'm checking it out right now. Yeah, good. Check that out.
But we're we're looking now here. Texans defense goes. Mr. Dombrova's pick is up next. Do you like how when we're drafting, I call you Mr. Dombrova out of respect? Yeah, well, I think purely by the fact of our ages, you should call me I'll that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just a courtesy, really. That could call you an asshole. Well, that, when I'm being one, that's all. That's fine too. <laughs> Boy, which one but, of these lovely uh, quarterbacks to pluck out of here? I mean, there's a few there. If you're going to have a backup, there's a few good ones. Like, yeah, I, I've I'm got Brady between. and Breeze, so I got the quarterback combo from hell. Granted, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where who do I start each week, but better to well, have that then you, choice. Then you start looking at, uh, uh, you know, who who plays better against who and on the road, uh, weather, and all those sorts of things. Of course. Corey Davis, wide receiver from Tennessee, gets picked. And Matt Ryan, Mr. Tom Brova, takes Matt Ryan. I'm going to grab me some Matt Ryan just to piss a few people off, hopefully. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Sammy Watkins gets drafted right after I said, fuck Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. Uh, No argument there. I hate him. He's a great player, but he plays in my division, so that's why I hate him. Uh, let's see here. Jack Doyle goes after Sammy Watkins. Ben Roethlisberger gets picked, and then Randall Cobb drafted after that. And we're back to Tim, Mr. Donald. All right. Well, now I'm now I'm basically I'm down to uh, picking about guys I don't know much about. And then he takes Devin Funchess, wide receiver from Carolina. Kirk Cousins gets drafted. I got a guy here that I got what? an eyeball on who, who played very, very well last year. If he's still there when I get him, I'll, I'll be all over him. There's two guys here I'm looking at that I really like. Alex Smith gets taken after Kirk Cousins. Is now the quarterbacks are starting to roll here in round nine, round ten. you like, you've got one. Uh, there's still a guy. There's still one, two. I'm going to take, let's see, Julian Edelman gets taken after Alex Smith, then Pierre Garçon. <laughs> uh, I will take Will Fuller, the fifth, from Houston. He put up great numbers last year as a number two receiver down there. I'm really wondering about the quarterback selections in this draft. Justin Tucker, kicker, was taken, then Chris Thompson running back, Chris Carson running back, and then Steven Goskowski. <laughs> So now it's back to me, and I'm going to take from my Tampa – this is my only homer pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ronald Jones, running back rookie this year. Really like what he can do. It was hard for me to take him over Cooper Cup, who goes right after. Then Nick Chubb gets drafted after that. Then Tyler Eifert, tight end from the Bengals, gets taken. Now the picks are starting to roll as we're going to start seeing some, well, some people we're make. To, we're getting down to where there's not a lot to pick from anymore. You're we'll have about four picks left here from the looks of things. I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got six left. But then i got two. I got two to make up here right away, and I'll have four left. Too. i got five. Excuse me, five. I, I missed one. I have five left, so you'll have six. I have five because you are picking now. Uh, Chargers defense gets Boy, taken. 
Boy, I really just don't. Slim Pickens. Yeah, slim. I'm gonna go with some. I'm gonna go with somebody that used to do well, and I don't know if they're gonna because they changed teams. But I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna take a shot in the dark with uh, Jordy Nelson. That's not a bad pick Nelson. at all. I think I didn't even know he was still there. That's a pretty solid pick. He, used to, uh, he should be. He the, used to be kind of the man in Green two. Day, but I think he'll be the number two in Oakland behind Amari Cooper. Uh, so that's not a bad pick at all. There's a shot. See how he pans out. He may that may end up being a nothing, but Kyle Rudolph goes after Jordy Nelson, then the Ravens defense gets drafted. Um, so yeah, we are now almost twelve rounds in. Um Mr. Dombro was on the clock after Marquise Lee and Sterling Shepard get oh, taken. Wow. There's just not much left. <laughs> it's a, it's a rough time right now. Not much left. Um, I'm going to do something a little bit. Just on a whim. Baker Mayfield. Three quarterbacks, Tim. Just on a whim. Wow, three quarterbacks. Ah, well, I, know I can't now, go there. The, the, the running backs and wide receivers I've got, the picks who are left, are, are they're all trash, or pretty much. So I don't uh, see You never know. Somebody could turn up and have a good year. Yeah, but that would be that will be a, a lucky pick. It won't be a, a uh, okay, well, I suspect this. Or at least for me, I don't know enough about the guys who are left to – the rounds are going to start going quick, though. Everybody's went to auto almost. Yeah, I, not me. I stick it out to the end. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, there's still... I now, mean, team number, one, After... team number one has not picked a quarterback yet. So, after Baker Mayfield, Rashad Penny goes, then Karen Johnson, then Jake Elliott, kicker from Philly. Then we have Tariq Cohen, running back for the Bears. I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Boswell, kicker from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I usually don't take kickers that early, but he's a really good kicker, so I'm going to go ahead and grab him. Kickers! Jamison Crowder goes, then Devontae Parker, then Josh Doxson, then Sony Michael, running back for New England, goes. So, now... I'm on the clock here, and I'm looking. Yeah, see, because now oh, you're getting man. so many guys have left that they're just getting the auto pick, and they're not necessarily getting I'm well. They're getting the take. highest ranked player, but maybe not what they need. <laughs> Somebody's got to catch something in Miami, so I'm going to take Kenny Stills from the Miami Dolphins. He's a solid uh, wide receiver, and with uh, Jarvis Landry gone, somebody's got to catch something. Jamal Williams gets drafted, and then Adrian Peterson, running back for the Washington Redskins, gets drafted. Then Matt Bryant and Tim Dombrova is up right after this pick. So this this has been an interesting little draft here. I said, and I can't there wait. Two teams, there are still two teams with no QBs. That blows my mind. Nelson Aguilar gets drafted at uh, the 13th round, pick seven of the 13th round. 
John Ross, wide receiver for Cincinnati, and then Marion Mack, running back from Indiana. Tim Dombrova takes John Ross. That's a good pick. Kenny Galloway goes. Jordan Wilkins goes. Ty Montgomery has been drafted, and we're back to Tim. Hmm. Boy, oh, boy. There's a couple guys here, man. We'll go off the board a smidgen here on this one. Okay. C.J. Anderson from Carolina. You think he's going to touch the ball with Jonathan Stewart and run uh, CMC Well, hard to to say, but... I mean, probably not, but... You never know. Never know. Muhammad Sanu goes, then the Patriots' D. Michael Gallup from Dallas goes... Matt Stafford gets picked, and now I'm going to go ahead and take Alan Hearns from the Dallas Cowboys, who should be at least the slot receiver. Paul Richardson gets nobody drafted. Knows, Patrick nobody Mahomes knows what's gets, going on in, in Nobody Dallas. knows about Dallas. Uh, the Broncos' defense after Patrick Mahomes. Cameron Meredith for the Saints gets drafted. Now I'm going to take another homer pick here, Tim. Overlook me. Deshaun Jackson of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, you and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Homeboy. My boys. What do we got left yet? Uh, uh, it looks like we got two, two picks left. You've got two, I've got one. Right. And we'll be finished with this draft. Man. Well, we're going to go with another guy who used to be somebody. Don't know about in Miami, but to recap here, I took Deshaun Jackson. Then after that, the Saints defense, Falcons defense, Tyler Lockett goes, James White, Tim takes Danny Amendola. Titans defense after that, Ricky Seals Jones, then Adam Vinatieri or Vinatieri, depending on who you are. Will Lutz, Tim takes Peyton Barber of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a bad pick there, Tim. He should get some some carries. Uh, I have one more pick to make, and I will be done as well. Let's see who gets taken here as we wind down. Robbie Gold, then Rashad Matthews from Tennessee. That's actually a good pick there for value. Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Prater, and now I will make my final pick of the draft. And who could my Mr. Irrelevant be? Terry Funk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Terry Funk. That's who I want. Terry Funk. I'm going to take... I'm going to take... the XFL. Trey Burton, tight end from Chicago. I am now full. The last two picks of the draft were DJ Moore and Harrison Buker, Kansas City's kicker. So, ladies and gentlemen, we now have our teams... Let's recap. Tim, you want to run through your team in the order they were they were picked? I've got Aaron Rodgers, Kareem Hunt, Marvin Jones Jr., Zach Ertz. At, uh, I guess I should be telling you tight ends. Lamar Miller, running back. Chris Hogan, wide receiver. Greg Zerline, kicker. Eagles defense. Matt Ryan on to QB. Devin Funches on the flex. Jordy Nelson, wide receiver. I picked Baker Mayfield just to piss people off. 
John yeah. Ross, C.J. Anderson, Danny Amendola, and Peyton Barber. All right. Recap my team. In order, I go Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, Tom Brady, Stephon Diggs, Royce Freeman, Greg Olson, Isaiah Crowell, Rams defense, Drew Brees, Will Fuller, Ronald Jones, Chris Boswell, Kenny Stills, Alan Hearns, Deshaun Jackson, and Trey Burton. Uh, how do you feel about your team? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking them. I'm just looking. I was going to look at my first round matchup to see. And I always find some of the projections are just goofy. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go by. Uh, like I'm projected to get my ass handed to me in the first game. It's with the it's, with the starting lineup I have, which I mean, who knows, right? Eh, it's it's one of those things where you, you it's hard to predict, very very hard to predict. And you know you can do all your projections, you can do all the math. At the end of the day, it's why we play the games. You know, I've been projected to win the league and never lose a game. And honestly, I, I had a league one year where with projections, I was projected to win the whole league and lose two games at the most, and ended up uh, didn't win a game. So, well, you know, a, a, you yeah, a you don't know, you know, who's going to do what. Somebody could get hurt. Um, some guys get hurt. Um, there's always a team that everyone thinks is going to be all that in a bag of chips, and they're not. There's yeah. always one that comes out of nowhere that everybody. Okay, I had no idea that guy was going to be any good, or as good as he is. Um, yeah. You got a lot of people putting faith in, like I did. I took an. I mean, Aaron Rodgers could could get hurt easily. Tom Brady's old. He could suck. He could get hurt, or he could be, you know, Tom Brady. You know, he doesn't really don't know. Yeah, it's true. You don't. Uh, I had Rodgers last year, and he got hurt, and uh, it was a rough, rough year for me, if I could say that. Yeah, I mean, you don't uh, – it's just, you know, football being football. Uh, I mean, uh, two years ago, you know, our – well, what was it? Yeah, I guess two years ago, Todd Gurley was all – was the, you know, breakout star that nobody really – you know, I think people thought he might have a decent NFL career, but nobody was looking at the numbers that he ended up throwing up. Um, there's always someone. Yeah. And, yeah, that's and like true. I said, and, some, and someone who sucks. Uh, you're looking at, like, the Eagles is another one where, okay, on paper, yeah, they look magnificent. But they've got a quarter, but they've got one quarterback that's really not proven. And they got another one who, who's proven, but just is coming off an injury that could be career-ending. You know, they don't really know. Uh, and they could have nothing there. It's quite quite easy. Or they could have two two of the greatest quarterbacks in modern day going at it, and well, still I guess one of them is not going to be playing. So yeah, and somebody I think somebody picked both of those guys, I believe. Yeah, I think if so. Memory serves. So so somebody's got a quarterback that isn't that ain't going to be playing. 
first. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's it's one of those it's wide open categories, you know. I mean, I don't think. I mean, short of Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure I got any real like powerhouse superstars. But I think my guys are all fairly solid. So, and and I'll have to see how guys like Jordy Nelson, whether Oakland throws the ball to him or not. Um, and guys like that, I got a couple guys like that that might end up being better than my higher up picks, depending on uh, where the ball goes. Yeah, you got to draft on potential a lot of times, and you have to take a pick and take a gamble and say, okay, well, this guy could be great. This guy could. Depend, he's He was great. He's on a different team now. We don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should. So you're drafting based on upside potential, and it, it just depends on where you're going and who you're taking. Well, even uh, like you picked Tom Brady, who for me is a solid, you know, that's a pretty solid pick in my book. Yeah. But but Brady could also turn in, I mean, and he's kind of already done it a little bit. He still usually throws for pretty big yards. But who's he throwing to this year? That's a good question. Uh thing with Brady is he doesn't, he's never really had a consistent cast of receivers, if that makes sense. Uh, Edelman is never playing, really but I had think he's a suspended. Big... Edelman's suspended. They've never He's really playing. had a big gun there. They've never uh, had a uh, other than Randy Moss. Like a, yeah, but when he got there already, he was already on a downturn. They've never had a gun. Yeah, but, but then Brady's never really been that much of a deep ball thrower. No, but he's consistent, and he'll get you touchdowns. And that's where the quarterback. Well, that's where he'll get fantasy. the points at. He, he's at yeah, that's where you get them. Yeah, they're going to score. Whether his whether his individual stats are that spectacular, who knows this year? I mean, he's getting up there. But then, like I said, I picked a guy too who's you know who knows. I mean, he could well, when he played last that. year. He was he was money, he but <laughs> he got hurt. But he didn't play much, so he played six games, six and a bit. But when he did yeah, play, Rogers, he was above I drafted Rodgers in a bunch of leagues last year. Um, and, of course, he gets hurt when I draft him, so I, I have to blame myself. But, man, when he played, he was on. You couldn't stop the guy. Well, and then he gets a he gets a certain amount of um, uh, home field advantage points. Yeah, it's hard to lose in Green Bay. For him, yeah. Well, he well he's he's played there and he's learned how to throw in that mess that they call weather, that even I shudder at on occasion. It's cold. God, it's so cold there. Just all that wind and all the the stuff coming off the lakes and the, the fields frozen half the time. And oh man, I don't know how they do it. Well, that would be the tough part is that the ball's frozen and the field's frozen. And I mean, you you really want to catch a. 40-yard bullet pass from Aaron Rodgers when it's minus 15 outside. I you, are, you can when you're used to it. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's not really on my list of fun things to do as a receiver there. Hey, if they pay me be, what they're paying those receivers, I'll go catch a ball from anybody. I don't give a damn. you got to be I'll careful, do. though, that you don't – you know, you got to have the gloves and make sure that you don't dislocate and, and or break your fingers. 
I'll break a finger for that kind of money. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always used to say about hockey. Was just give me one contract. Yeah, just one year. Like, give me, give me one year. Give me one year. Give of that me the salary. league average for one year. <laughs> give me that and salary I'll go out for there and one do year. Whatever you want. Oh God, I'll kill myself for that. I'll, I'll go out there and just, I'll do, I'll give everything I got. It may not be much, I don't know but what the it, NFL. I'll give it all. I don't know what the average is in the NFL for a year, but it's got to be a. Well, it can't, it can't be a small amount. Hold on, I'm searching. I don't really know. The NFL's a little, little jiggered because. They got you know you got two guys. So that's kind of like basketball. You got two or three guys making big bucks, and then the rest of them are getting peanuts. Relative to those other three guys, average NFL player salary is two point one million dollars. All right. So I'll tell you what. I will be the field goal kicker. Where is my two million dollar check? I will kick the ball. You know, I always wanted to kick field goals. That was always the uh, the position I wanted to play, but it's never so did, much uh, never than did it work looks. out. It's oh, hard. It's very hard. It's very much, hard. Much if I was actually, looks. if I could pick any position to play, I would want to be the punter. That would be the the position for me. They're not allowed to touch. I want to be the. You never have to make punter, a but I want to be. Um, I want to be Raymond Guy. Probably the greatest punter ever. Or there was one <laughs> other guy, and be damned if I can remember his name. But he, they got him from I want to say Oz, from Australia, and he had played Aussie rules football. And he loved to. He would kick, and he would go down and try to kill the other guy. I can't remember <laughs> who he played for. Crazy ass. But yeah, but he made a few. He used to make the highlight reel quite often because he was one of the. Well, he was the only punter who was even slightly interested in really getting in there unless he had to. You know, usually the punter won't do anything until he's the last man. And then he'll throw himself out there if he if, – because most of them – well, let's face it, most of them aren't that big of guys compared to the rest no, of the football not. players. They're not. They're just so, good kickers. This is what they but, do. They uh, kick. Well, we could always make a, a low-budget movie starring um, – oh, what was her name? Well, it had Sinbad in it, I believe. Unnecessary Roughness, I think the movie was called. I haven't seen that. It was a woman, and they had a girl. Uh, what was her? She was a Sports Illustrated supermodel back in the day. Kathy Ireland. And she was. Uh, she played oh. soccer at the school. She played soccer at the school, so they uh, so they recruited her to be the field goal kicker. But of course, nobody was allowed to look at her or touch her because she was so foxy, even in her football equipment. <laughs> Kind of like the lingerie league that they have going on right now, right? Oh, God. I mean, some of the ladies are... I mean, I've watched a little bit of it out of sheer curiosity. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a few women that could throw the ball not bad. But, I mean, what? It, really, it's just a joke. No offense to the ladies in that league, but... I've seen a few of them throw some hits, though, that'll make your liver quiver. Well, it's always going to be that. There's some pretty mean-looking ladies out there, but I mean, that's like suggesting that the uh, anybody from the WNBA is going to play in the uh, NBA anytime soon. Brittany Griner. 
Okay, but the best but, the the best woman's could could even could the best woman's player in the league even play in the NBA? Could, could she start in the NBA? I don't know. Uh, don't be afraid to say it. Don't be afraid possi- to say that the answer is no. I mean, it's a possibility. Like there's some girls who can just shoot the lights out, and in today's yeah, NBA, but they're... I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. It would be more likely now than 25 years ago. I'll, okay, that I'll give I'll you say. that. Because if they yeah, if they I'll were ever going to play in the league, now would be the more opportune time. If you can shoot the lights out like they can, then you've got a chance. Whereas 25 years ago, it was more back down, grit and grime, uh, post up, bigger guys, uh, slow slow the ball down with the running gun style today. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, well, it's very only, possible. But, to, but I would still see the only way they could play and be anyway be effective when they'd have to be shooting because anywhere near oh, the yeah. basket. Oh yeah, I mean you're gonna not going to see you're not going to see they're going to get clobbered. Yeah, more than likely. Um, well, I mean you could say that for some of the smaller guys in the NBA. Look at some of the smaller guys that that play, and you know well, they're they only do. effective when shooting. Yeah, I mean, you got. Uh, I mean, I don't know how the biggest. That's who the biggest player in the WNBA is, but I'm gonna guess she's nowhere near in weight. Nowhere near to any of the NBA guys. And underneath a basket, she just get hacked. Underneath a basket, it would only take know. one. Yeah, it would only take one. You know, LeBron James decides you're you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna take the ball to the you're gonna go for the dunk, and the, I mean, there's probably a guy on every team that would kill you. Yeah, more than likely. Um, Tim, let's go ahead and pause for a second. Take one more time out here. Um, I might see if we can get Joe on a little early to look at our teams, but uh, we'll be right back right after this. Okie dokie. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. WowFreeCam.com is the number one campsite on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You motorboat son of a bitch, you old sailor, you. Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com, so be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website, but make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun. Going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. We want to thank WowFreeCam.com as well as NewLawOffice.com, our gracious sponsors here on the Wide Men Radio Network. And thank all you guys out there who listen to the shows and comment and let us know how we're doing. And we thank you all so much for all the love you show us. We hope you enjoyed this episode uh, we're talking fantasy football. I, I know it's a big to, uh, thing. What is it? Go ahead. Finish and I'll go. Oh, I'm just saying fantasy football is a big deal all over the world. Uh, it's becoming very, very popular. 
a big deal for a lot of people. And I'm hoping that, uh, hoping you guys enjoy this. Maybe Tim and I will give up some updates when we get a little time during the season as well. I think it would be fun. I win. I just I wanted to throw out there quickly to one of our top well, – he's got to be in our top five listeners probably, Mr. Armando Martinez. Congrats Armando! On his, uh, congrats on his new job that he uh, has made the plunge. And uh, I'm not even exactly sure what Armando does for a living. I believe, if I memory serves me correctly, he said baker, but he made – he got a union gig. Well, good for Armando. Congratulations, that he, that he tried, Armando. That he's, that he's been trying to get, I guess, for a while, and he finally got it. So congrats to Armando. Probably will never listen to the show again now that he's a bigwig. But, hey. Hey, we we do want to – and any time our listeners succeed in doing things, you know, we're always happy for him, just like, you know, we're happy for Tom with his uh, new gig he's got, and we're happy that Tim's able to stay in Canada and get free health care. So everything's good on that end. Uh <laughs> <laughs> free healthcare trade, woo! Free healthcare, but yeah, I mean, it's always fun when you're when people you know and and people who support you and you support them do well. And we're proud of you, Armando. Keep plugging away, and uh, I want to give a, a big big thanks to uh, my guys, Nick Hoff, big listener of the show, always listens in, always lets me know how we're doing, and uh, Ed Bogus. I, I look for Ed's updates every single week about how the show was, what he liked, what he didn't like. Uh, we listen We listen to people that listen to us, so they I are, really appreciate uh, it. Those three guys are, from now on, the three amigos. Those guys, and I'll throw in uh, our buddy Scott Roberts out in Arizona. He's a busy guy himself. He's always taking care of his son uh, and just being a, an A-number-one good guy. So uh, big thanks to Scott yeah, I Roberts, see his name too. pop up. I see his name pop up quite often, but but those first three guys, they are the they're the they're 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 the makings of the white men can't jump official army. Yeah, the white men can't jump Ooh. army. That's right. Which we and will Scott, be starting soon um, with we will. And, 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 and again, Scott, I, thanks thanks you for your support as well, and as well as everyone else that listens. And uh, you know, Chris Walder has been showing us some support on on Twitter, and our guy Lance Smith who was a guest who's really plugged away for us and got us some more listeners. And he's even said, you know, Hey, listen, these guys know their stuff. Uh, so thanks to Lance as well. And we just, you know, thank, thank all you guys, Stephen P new man, you can't find a better guy than Steve new. He, he's been great to us, uh, supporting the show and coming on and sponsoring us. And, and wow, free cams are our sponsor from the beginning. Uh, appreciate well, everybody one, that listens. There's there's one guy though that we don't appreciate. Oh yeah, who's that? Tom Robinson. Tom Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate Tom Robinson in any way, shape, or form. Even his though you've been over for years, moving him up there to Canada. <laughs> his career has been over for years. No one's just had the sense to tell him. Oh um, God. We love I don't the appreciate DR. Tom. I don't appreciate Tom Robinson because I just love the big lug. I don't know <laughs> why. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I I can't I can't come up with an answer for you. Just just one of those one of those things where we got some kind of uh, some kind of uh, interstellar bond. I don't know what it is. He's, well, he's, he's so us, much like uh... he's so much like me. It scares me, and yet in other ways so much not like me that it scares me. 
So, and you're not far from it either, with your big anti-Trump hate noise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with uh see but that's the key, right? I say that, I laugh, you go, Yep and we live it at that. <laughs> we exactly. don't bother to uh you know, we don't bother to block you or say I'm never speaking right, to you again or I'm coming to West Virginia and burning your house down because 'cause you're not a Trump guy. <laughs> I don't really you care what? if you're if you are or aren't. <laughs> there's plenty of people down here that'll do it for you. Uh <laughs> probably, but that's the stupidity of the whole thing. Same goes for Tom. They just well, you know, but, guys are people. You know, people are what they are, and people just need to leave it be. The three of us have formed a, a pretty unique bond over the past. Uh, God, it's almost been a year <laughs> since we started this crazy. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's, weird it's when different. You got, uh, three grown men talking about. Uh, well, you know, if I had to, <laughs> if I had to have sex with another man, <laughs> it'd be you. <laughs> a little odd, you know. It, it's a strange. You never know, ladies and gentlemen, what kind of uh, what kind of place you're going to end up at until you hear you know, if a I've Canadian ever, man if ask I ever you, find say, okay, a, you yeah, got to find myself one of these in a situation guys. where I have to be gay. Uh, I'll be gay with you. You know that's that's pretty heavy love. That's 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 brothership. But you know we we call each other. You know, depending on when it is, at least try to at least once a day, and we're all the time. You know, messing with each other, and it's it's been fun. You know, a year ago you told me, a year ago you told me that this was a thing that I would have called you insane. But here we are. It's like having two more brothers, except brothers I like, (laughs) as opposed to the one I have that I don't. And brothers you never see in person, so that's the best part, right? <laughs> well, I think you know that's part of, but that's part of the charm. I think that's part of why it works. I think if we all lived on the same street, you know, or in the same town, or where you could see each other on a regular basis, I think it falls apart. Maybe, but because in the real, well, real life starts to get in in there too much. It does. Real life it gets does. in now, but it would get in too much. And you know, I don't know, or you know, or I don't like his friends, or I don't like his mother, or you know, or yeah. whatever it is, or he hangs out with so and so, and they don't like one of my friends, and none of that happens. We don't have any common ties in any of those ways. We are just it's it's all based on what we're doing, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess you could say a mutual respect for one another that most people don't bother to have for most other human beings for whatever reason. Yeah, that and the fact we can make fun of each other and nobody gets mad. Well, but that's the respect part, right? Whereas, I mean, Tom calls me a no-good, dirty, rotten, border jumping moose humper. I kind of go, well, yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> never jumped a border, sir. <laughs> yeah, your, your point is what, you Philadelphia Eagle, egg-sucking, Dallas Cowboy-hating, fill-in-the-blank, you know? Same goes for you. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I don't uh, care who you. Just life. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like having it's like having best it's like having that best friend in in high school. There was that one friend that you kind of did more with than you did with all the other ones. Or at least I had a friend like that. Anyway, I had oh, a yeah, group I ran did, with. I but inside that group, there was another person that you were kind of just a little bit more in tune with. Yeah. I mean, I can't say when it's 2 in the morning and I look down at the phone and go, oh, Jesus Christ, Robinson, what in the fuck do you want? <laughs> Although that never happens. 
because I'm pretty sure Tom's got a phone that only receives calls. Yeah, he, his them. phone does not dial out. <laughs> He's got, every number's been removed from the phone. All it is is accept or reject. That's it. <laughs> on and off, and you can turn the line on and off, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's he, it. He, I'm pretty else. sure nobody taught Tom how to phone out. <laughs> that, that works two ways, Tom. No, it doesn't. Fuck you. Oh, that's a, that's a shot at Robinson there for sure. Oh, we love him. Indeed. He even, he'll tell you he's not a phone guy, though, whereas me and you, we, we prefer to just talk over the phone. makes life easier. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not a phone guy until you get him on the phone. <laughs> and, then you can't shut, and then you can't shut him up. So, you know, how much of a phone guy is he really not? I think he just doesn't like the idea that he uh, he feels like he's reaching, like he's a wuss because he's reaching out to talk to somebody. But if you phone him... And he answers the phone, which, of course, he always doesn't do. But when he does, you don't have no five-minute conversations with Tom Robinson. No, there's no such thing. I don't either. You know, Tom Robinson will talk your ear off, and Lord forbid you you just, uh, you know, it goes something like this. Well, how's it going, Tom? Well, you know, depending on his day. And then you, and two seconds later, you'll get, oh, that reminds me of something, but. I don't want to talk about it right now, but remind me before you, we get off the phone. Like the, the other day, he reminded, or was on the show. Um, remind me to, to ask. Remind me to tell you about superpowers, and then off he went on another total different direction. <laughs> superpowers. And his, and his, 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 but talking to him on the phone is like that. He that reminds me of a story, and oh oh oh, I've lost it. What were we talking about? <laughs> and you got to back, and you got to back pedal through the mess of what you just talked about, uh, you know, which could be like to anyone who wasn't listening previous to that would be probably frightening. Uh, well, I said I was going to butt slam Cornet, uh, something about cheese, rats, um, pizza, uh, black boobs. Yeah, that's it, black boobs. And then, <laughs> and then he's off on some other tangent. <laughs> And you're totally like, okay, I don't know how me saying black boobs made you remember whatever it was you just remembered, but it seems to work that way. And for anybody that thinks we're, for anybody that thinks we're lying, we're not. And we're not. No, not, I'm not exaggerating. Tom would admit how many times. Oh yeah. I don't know how many times I talked to him, and in the middle of the conversation. He'll go, that reminds me of something. And I lost it. <laughs> and then two minutes later, oh, yeah. Or or he's, oh, just remember. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, that thing we were talking about the other day that I couldn't remember, I remembered. And then he launches into a story that usually involves him, uh, some wrestlers from the past, and some doings on that most people probably don't want to know about. <laughs> the places like the Marriott and oh, yeah, well, it's like uh, he posted on it's like he posted on Twitter about uh, Sabu and Mike Awesome and him in a hotel and then him and Jason Knight get into a, a knockdown drag out yeah no, and I believe all of that, that doc, yeah no and I can uh, I mean he's got the photographs to back it all up People oh, all talk I, about all I, just I don't think he's lying at all. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of people do. They go, oh, he's just talking about his ass. 
and yet he has a picture of himself with just about and not the not the Bruce Poban's photos where Bruce yeah. is standing five feet in front of a legend and takes a picture and <sighs> talks about his tag team partner Rick Steiner. Good God. Well, one thing I've learned, if you mention, and I've mentioned Tom's name a couple times to some of these, uh, some of these guys, like Joel Gardner at uh, WrestleCade. I shook hands with Joel Gardner and said, "I think we have a mutual acquaintance, uh, Tom Robinson." And he goes, "Oh God, yeah. How is Tom? You know." So I'm like, "So don't ever well, I think, think Tom, Tom, Tom at one time was pretty heavy into the scene. At one time, yeah. I mean, got offered a chance to go to Memphis." So I don't know. It's it's one of those. Uh, Tom was almost there. He's Thomas. Thomas the Tank Engine. Then he became a but he's our buddy. The show. He's our buddy, and and we love him. You know, we we do just about anything for him. Yeah, and have. We have indeed. That's more <laughs> yeah, more than we can back get into further, on this but... show. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing we haven't done is shower way. with him. So. <laughs> well, but he and he asked though. Well, I didn't say he didn't ask. I just said no, but uh, I, don't know, nah, I couldn't I get know. a I couldn't get a bus up there. But uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, I'm all that comfortable. If I'm just a little guy, I don't really know if I want to be in a shot with Tom Robinson. <laughs> Especially when I pull up my bottle of soap and he goes, "What's that?" And I go, "Liquid soap." And he goes, no, there will be none of that. Nothing but bars in this shower. <laughs> Whoops. You weirdo. <laughs> I apparently have slipped and dropped three shower soap bars. Tim, could you pick them up, seeing as you're six inches shorter than me? <laughs> no, Thomas. I feel like... You know how everyone says you're a, a, a deranged Canadian? What was the term? Uh, twisted. <laughs> twisted. Twisted, yeah. yeah. I think they're right. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Armando that called you Twisted. <laughs> or Ed. I can't remember. One of them called it you Twisted. It was one or the other. Yeah, no, I my brain just works in certain ways. I either am serious mode, which is kind of boring, like I have a work mode that I can switch on, where I can you know talk like a professional and have manners and all that kind of stuff, and then there's the real me, which is yeah pretty much what you hear on this show. I'm kind of have a gutter sense of humor. I always have. Um, mind you, I was raised on a farm with you know doing doing things that city kids don't do. You know, like, you know, being four or five years old and being out there while they butchered a hog or butchered a cow and, and elbow deep into the body parts, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So none of that stuff offends me. That is just part of life. I'm not uh, I'm not squeamish in any way about any of that stuff. And to be quite honest, I have a serious amount of self-esteem. And so I can make I can make fun of myself and when, or when people do. It has like very little effect on me, except if it's funny. Yeah, I understand. Somebody cracks off a good one at my, in, on at my expense. I'm all for it. I'm like Tom. You're gonna make fun of me? Go ahead. Just, just make it funny. Like, don't be lame. Yeah. You know, if they're good, well, they're good. everyone will have a good chance to have a laugh at me. 
uh, because tonight I am back behind the microphone, uh, football season, and I will be commentating a football game tonight. Are you making your Are you making your season debut tonight? I'm back this season, second season behind the microphone. This season uh, tonight. The, if you, uh, what, is the, what is the proper uh, terminology for your league? Uh, it's just local high school football. I don't think there's really a... Yeah, but it must have a... Well, they don't call it tonight on local high school football. Just West Virginia high school football. All right, fair Basically. enough. Um, I mean, if, if Robertson is busy running the... It's broken down into conferences. Peewee team, I mean, surely you can call West Virginia high school football. Well, uh, they're breaking down. They're broken down into conferences. I'll be calling the Cardinal Conference matchup tonight. The Chapmanville Tigers taking on the Sissonville Indians. All from right, Chapmanville. Chapmanville. Sweet. Yes, I'll be in the really good tonight. at football. Uh, they a few years ago, yes, very uh, state semifinals. Few, um, a while back, but uh, last year they had a good team. Just quarterback got hurt and it cost them a playoff berth. But uh, they're not not terrible. It's going to be an interesting year. It's rebuilding so year. It sound something like um, like this when the, the telecast will start. There'll be some cheesy music, and then we'll hear, um, ladies and gentlemen, introducing in his second year of work in the booth. <laughs> from West Virginia. Uh, Cuz I don't know what high school you what high school did you go to? Logan High School. Okay, and you went to where for for college or university? Uh I graduated from West Virginia State University and I'm ter- currently attending the University of Charleston. So from West Virginia State University, he weighs in at a stunning beep beep beep. <laughs> and a six foot a lot six six, six five. <laughs> he weighs in at more than the high school gym scale would accommodate. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> He's Nate the Hammer Bush. 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 You get yeah, that's exactly fade how away. I'm <laughs> Are you going to be, be uh, like? Uh, I'll be doing and color video count. of this or just audio. Uh-huh. I think there should be video tonight. I'm not sure. Um, I'll find out. If I find out, I'll... Way, uh, is there any way you can talk to whoever's running the camera to give me a shot of the cheerleaders? <laughs> oh, God bless. <laughs> well, purely uh, for their think... cheerleading skills, you oh, can. shut up. <laughs> shut up. But I think right now, Tim, we're being joined by our guest, Joe oh, yes, Joe, what's up, buddy? I don't know. I just heard there's cheerleaders, so I showed up. Cheerleaders, yes. <laughs> you're, you're a football guy, right? <laughs> you are, are you talking about the female cheerleaders or the new male cheerleaders? That's the only thing I'm not uh, sure there's, about. Sure, there's no such thing as a male cheerleader. Yeah, oh, I disagree. I see them. I've seen the pictures. They're there. They're, hey, you guys uh, They laugh. do not That's exist the... in the wide men world. Hey, hey. Those are... <laughs> Those are the smartest guys on in school. They are the smartest guys because they're the ones that get to grab the cheerleaders all the time and hoist them up and hold them. And yeah, well, smartest guys. Well, you get to hang out with them if nothing else. Exactly. Well, I actually had a friend of mine who was who was actually a 
you know, he was a, it, he was a, you know, he was a dude, dude. Like he played football and all that stuff, and then like he just didn't want to do it anymore. And then I remember he went to college, uh, I think at South Carolina, and he became a male cheerleader and did just that. And uh, he, let me tell you, it, it certainly got him closer to the uh, the cheerleaders. I will tell you that much <laughs> from Indeed. what I remember him saying. <laughs> to quote Show Funaki. Indeed. <laughs> How's it going, boys? Doing all right, Joe. Just uh, finished the fantasy football draft, and we're just kind of shooting the breeze until you jumped on. Uh, you know, I'll be—I was announcing that I'll be doing some uh, color commentary for a local high school football game tonight. So, getting everybody to tune into oh, that, nice. and have a good laugh at Mike Spin. Excellent. Uh, my second <laughs> year behind the mic doing that. But uh, Tim and I just did a ten-team non-PPR draft, uh, just a random okay. draft, just kind of uh, have a little fun. And you're the expert here. I bought your book, which is the Fantasy Football Black Book. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, anywhere else is it available? Yeah, it's available on uh, Amazon for paperback and on Kindle, and it's on iTunes uh, as well for those uh, Apple people who do want to save a tree or two. But most people tend to want to kill the trees, it seems like. The paperback seems to be very popular. Yeah, I purchased one this year as well. Um, I'm sticking with it, and you're going to lead me to the promised land. Uh, That's right. So I hope. So I hope, because I'm in quite a few leagues this year. But Tim and I were going to let you hear how we did. Uh, we could go All round right. by round if you want. If Is that okay with you? Yeah, let's do it. Ten-team standard. Yeah, I don't even let's remember go. what I drafted round by round. Good Lord. Uh, I know you're well, usually it's in a you sheet. pulled up. <laughs> All right, I've got <laughs> mine here round by round. I've got mine here. Um, Tim had the eighth pick. I had the third pick. So oh, I had third the first pick. It's a lot pick easier in a standard. It, right it away, is, it was man. garbage. <laughs> With the third pick in the draft in the first round, I took Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Gurley and Bell were off the board, and I don't trust David Johnson, so I think Ezekiel Elliott was a solid pick. Well, especially in the standard, too. I mean, I know they just lost the center, so we're not sure how long he's going to be out on that offensive line, but still, you know, you want, if you want to look at something really spectacular – Last year was such a cluster because all the suspension cloud and everything going on with Ezekiel Elliott. Go back and look at the first year gate, just the game log. Go look game by game, how many hundred yard games he had, how many giant volume games he had, how many touchdowns he had. I mean, the guy's an absolute beast. And I think that last year, the cloud of suspension, I think people, I don't want to say the shine was off a little bit, but I don't think people still, even though he's still going top four, it's almost like some people still like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, I was in a draft last night where he slipped all the way to, to six, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, a lot of people are not really fond of the Cowboys either. Yeah, but it's business, not personal. It's very, well, you know, no, but, but even, my Italian godfather thing for you. People. The, the shine is kind of off the Cowboys a little bit this year, too, because nobody really knows what's, what's going on down there. Well, all I know is Ezekiel Elliott's going to hold the ball a lot. That's all I know. Yeah, that would be my guess because I don't know who they're going to throw it to. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. I'm going to go as far as to say I don't know who's going to throw it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it would be Prescott. Well, you know, the other thing is Prescott gets kind of a bad rap too because if you look at his game log with Elliott, pretty much the same quarterback from the year before, you look at it without, I want to say he had eight touchdowns and nine picks. 
It was a terrible rate. All of a sudden, everything just came crushing down around him with Elliott out of the offense. So, Elliott back in, I don't think Prescott – I think Prescott can pretty much be the guy you saw the first year where he was efficient, didn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, taking Des Bryant away is not like taking Antonio Brown away from an offense. I think everyone's like, calm down with that noise. Yeah. Well, Tim, you had the eighth So, who'd pick. you get at eight? If you got him at three, and who, who was the eighth pick? You know, I, I don't remember Nate. Did I pick? Did I pick Hunt? You at started eight? off. You took Rogers. I took Rogers first. Okay, I might have. Yes, I'll you take did. your word for it. This draft did just happen, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at about I'm looking at about six teams here, and I I've already I'm confusing them all. I have to go back to the draft page here if I can find it. I'm looking at it here. I got you. I can tell you who you picked. <laughs> you took Rogers, first pick though. What a beautiful pick it was. <laughs> you don't think that's too far well, of a reach for a quarterback, Joe? Oh, I think it's an incredible reach for a quarterback, especially in a ten-team league. I mean, there's going to be ten quarterbacks out there that you could find that are going to put up comparable in in terms of in terms of points. You know, comparable points somewhere in that vicinity. Rogers is going to have some great games. He's going to win you some leagues. The trouble is, especially in the standard too, when you miss out on those bell cow running backs. I'm curious to hear what the rest of the roster is when you go Rogers first. What the what the running backs, you know, what the running back crew is that you have on that team. Now, maybe you got lucky and got a couple of good runs there, but uh, that that's a tough thing to start with a quarterback one. See, I'm learning okay. stuff already. Well, Tim, you're well, second it's sheer math because you're only starting one quarterback, right? It's not a super flex league. It's a standard league. Yes. So when you're going yes. 10 deep in the quarterback, that means Stafford, Rivers, Roethlisberger, all those guys are going to throw for 4,000 yards. All those guys are going to throw for 25 touchdowns. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have a little bit more rushing yards, but, you know, not necessarily a lot more than somebody like Russell Wilson, uh, who I'm sure could have waited, or even maybe a Watson or a Wentz if he's healthy enough as time goes on too. So, you know, as great as Rodgers is, I understand the allure of it, but the trouble is the depth at running back, and they just keep dropping like flies, too. He was nice a couple weeks ago. I'm feeling like Tom Robinson here, which I should have just, like, had you come on at the beginning and had you make the picks. <laughs> oh, well. Some people pay me for that, if you believe it. I believe oh, it. Oh, I believe it. Uh, well, Tim, your second pick, your second pick, uh, may redeem you with Joe as you took Kareem Hunt running back from Kansas City. Well, yeah, I mean Kareem Hunt certainly last year started off great, and then Andy Reid took over the play calling, and it went in the crapper. Uh, and then Matt Nagy took back over, and uh, it got really, really good. Uh, but look, I think Hunt is another guy too. You don't have to worry too much with the volume. Uh, I just hope that. You know, I, I keep saying this everywhere. I hope Andy Reid can learn from his lessons of, of last year when he wasn't giving him the ball enough and the play calling was poor and he wasn't a focal point in the offense because everything went south for the Chiefs when that happened. But the problem is Andy Reid doesn't seem to be good at learning because he still can't manage a clock 20 years into his coaching career and he still has a lot of things that he falls short on. But I think right there at least you backed up and you got that guy there and, and – you know, at least you got your bell cow, you got your number one, so that's good. That's that's the plus of a ten team league, is that it's a little bit easier to maneuver around and through. Well, my second pick, I had uh, the eighth pick in round two, and I took Michael Thomas, wide receiver from New Orleans, as 
a lot of the big running backs were gone. Melvin Gordon was gone. McCaffrey was gone. Gronk left. Uh, Fournette was gone. All those guys. So I took Michael Thomas with the eighth pick in the second round. Okay, so when did you get Kareem Hunt? I don't understand. Or he got, oh, wait, no, he Nate, got you just Kareem said, Hunt. Oh, he got Kareem Hunt. Got, you got Michael Thomas. Okay, so the running yeah. backs didn't make it back up to you. So how did you start out? So you started Ezekiel Elliott, Thomas, and who was the third? Okay, well, this is where you're going to get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you took a quarterback. <laughs> yep, sure did. Uh, Tom Brady. I took Tom Brady in the third round. Um, well, and uh, th- look, and this is the thing. Like, it's 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 very it's very alluring and easy to to want to take those guys. And I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's bad. But what happens is you then put your roster in a spot where you got to make. Then the running back later on has to help you out. You have to hit on a guy later. You have to, like, draft a penny and hope that he becomes the guy that, you know, six weeks ago people thought he was going to be or a Sonny Michelle and, you know, or you drafted a Mark Ingram later or something like that because you got a discount on him. And I think, I think that's what happens, whereas when you, you're in a good spot because you have Elliott already. So you're yeah. already kind of one up there. So that's a little bit more palatable to me. Plus – you know, Wilson's going to Wilson's gonna win you weeks. Elliott's going to win you weeks. Thomas is very consistent. So looking at a core there, you know, you started off with three guys that you know are all capable of winning you weeks, all have very high floors and very high ceilings. So, you know, in a 10-team league, it's it, depending on the runs of things, you have a little bit more maneuverability. So, so far, so good, I think. I want to see what happens to Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood when we come back around to hand. Well, we're back to his pick now, third round. Uh, Tim, you drafted Marvin Jones Jr., wide receiver from Detroit. And then what came around back after that? Okay, coming back to him was your next pick, Tim. You took Zach Ertz, tight end, Philadelphia. So you're filling out the roster is what you got. All right, well, look, you got Ertz, who's a player who last year was certainly about as consistent as you can get. Um, finally had the touchdown totals people were looking for. So you, you like that pick for sure. And you're going to have – and I always say, if you're going to reach for a tight end to do it in a shallow league because it makes sense to do it because you can always make up wide receiver. To me, wide receiver is very deep this year. You can get by later on with the Crabtrees and Garcons and a lot of guys who were undervalued coming into this year – who people really liked coming into last year and everyone has short memories. But what you've done here is Marvin Jones is definitely in the standard league, the preference in Detroit, even though uh, Tate's there, Tate's more of the PPR guy. Jones is more of the touchdown guy. So that's the guy you want. Uh, and well, it'll be certainly a good pairing. And when you have an Aaron Rodgers at the top, basically you're going to live and die with him every week. So him and Kareem hunt, as long as that's good. Now, my question is, see to do it round by round is, is one thing, but to look at the whole piece you know, sometimes that's that's a little bit easier. So I'm curious when we get to his team here, when you're here, Tim, what where do you have like the next two guys? Did you what do the rest of your running backs look like after Hunt? Uh, I got Lamar Miller. Uh huh. And who else did I end up taking? Um, um, look. Then, then, uh, CJ Anderson. Peyton yeah, Robert. I think CJ's a. I like CJ, especially in the standard. I think that's a guy who's going way too late. Uh, if, if you believe, even if you believe McCaffrey is going to continue to to rise in terms of volume, which he probably will, 
I don't know how much it you know necessarily decreases enormously that role of what Jonathan Stewart was in the offense last year. So I think at a standard, you're looking at the guy who's going to get the touchdown. So he's going to be that guy who's really annoying to the McCaffrey owner. You know, McCaffrey's going to have some really good games, and he's going to see some zeros in the touchdown column. And Anderson's going to have some mediocre games with some touchdowns in the column, and it's going to look almost the same. And that's going to be real frustrating to people in a standard league. You also got Peyton Barber really yeah. late, Tim. I took him last. Was my last pick? Yeah, it was your last pick, Peyton Barber. Yeah, well, look, managing depth, managing all through that, and then your wide receiver core. So far, you had uh, Marvin Jones, and who were the other two? Zach Ertz. Or he took. Ertz uh, tight Hogan. end, and who were the other wide receivers? Golden. You said Golden? Is that what you said? Hogan. No, Chris. Chris Hogan. Oh, Hogan. Oh, I'm sorry, Hogan. Uh, Bunches. Yeah, Devin Funches. I, you know, Hogan started off great last year, you know, and then the injury came and then everything kind of went in the crapper for him. And it's funny because this year he's starting off the same way without Julian Edelman. So it'll be fascinating. I think early in going, too, you'll see a lot of you see a lot of action from Hogan, even just by the process of elimination. Because right now, I mean, Malcolm Mitchell's gone. Kenny Britt's gone. They signed Eric Decker, but I don't think I'm much of Decker at this point in his career. You know, Amendola is no, no longer there, so – Outside of Gronk, I mean, really, there's no reason to think that Hogan can't be a, a true 1A type receiver. So I, I like where you got him there. And you know he's going to get touchdowns because it's Tom Brady. So how's Nate you doing also, now? So we got – what's that? Tim also tabbed off. He got Amendola late, uh, John Ross, and Jordy Nelson. See, I think, Nelson's, I think Nelson's a dart throw that I would definitely take this year because it costs you nothing to find out. And if you're wrong, it's, it's, it's like if you're wrong, whatever, you throw it away. And if you're right about it, it's a huge win because I'm not a big Amari Cooper guy. I think Amari Cooper is incredibly overrated. You look at last year's stats, if you take away the, the one big game he had, his numbers last year would have been absolutely horrendous and terrifying. That one giant game he had really you know, brought everything back up a little bit to respectability. But even before that, the two years ahead of time, he was one of the most inconsistent wide receivers in the NFL week to week. Now, granted, Crabtree was there, but if, if Nelson goes into Crabtree's type of, of role, that's a receiver you want to own because that's 12 points every week. That's double digits every week pretty much, either with touchdowns or just with volume. So I like the dart throw of Jordy Nelson. Now, you know, and plus it's nice to get him and Rodgers together in the same team because they're friends. Okay. Well, I got – um, I'll just go ahead and run down my, my team here. I drafted Brady. Um, you see Elliot, uh, Thomas. And then my next pick was Stefan Diggs. Uh, mm-hmm. I grabbed Royce Freeman as my other running back. Um, Greg Olson, Isaiah Crowell. And then on the bench, I, like I ended Freeman up... and Crowell there. I think, I think you did well there. I, you know, it's funny in the beginning of the summer, I was talking about Freeman and everyone thought I was nuts. And I'm like, Rice Freeman is, is probably going to be the guy there. And I actually heard some idiot on a major channel talking about knocking him for being a guy that played so much in college. Like he played four years in college and he carried the ball a lot in college. He's got a lot of miles to which I say, wait a minute, you're telling me he's durable. You're telling me he played four years in college and never missed a game. And somehow this is a negative where we got these guys <laughs> who are like built a glass and I'm listening to this guy, and it's like I said, I was on a major network, and I just I almost drove off the road. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, how, when that becomes a negative, we need to all start looking at ourselves in the mirror a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I took Will Fuller 
uh, wide receiver from Houston, uh, Ronald Jones, Kenny Stills, uh, Alan Hearns, Deshaun Jackson, and Burton, the tight end from Chicago, to round it out. And of course, I do love you know, some Burton. I will tell you that too. Yeah, as a backup to Greg Olson, I figure you can't go wrong there. Um, but I took, um, believe it or not, in round nine, and I was kind of surprised by this. This kind of goes to your uh, what you said. In round nine, Tim and I both went ahead and grabbed. We had filled out most of our starting positions. We grabbed backup quarterbacks, and I was surprised by who we got. Um, third pick, round nine, I grabbed Drew Brees as a backup quarterback. And Tim grabbed Matt Ryan at the eighth pick in the in the ninth round. And and now what what does this what does this illustrate to you? <laughs> that there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that'll be available late <laughs> in a ten team league. That to now think about you know if you look at some of the now, again hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I'm sure everyone's got more drafts coming up this weekend and next yeah, weekend. Yeah, I got I got one drafts. tomorrow, one Sunday. When you're in the ten team league. You know, especially the one place you can make up ground is wide receiver. Now, in the standard, it's a little trickier because you're looking for the touchdown guys. But if it's a half point or even full point PPR, the guys that come into play late, the guys that you're going to find later, like even the Marquise Lees of the world, the guys that you can start, especially if you play matchups on a weekly basis, if you're willing to go with depth at wide receiver and look every week and say, okay, this guy's got a good cornerback matchup, this guy's going against a soft secondary I'm going to utilize these guys. And you're going to get sometimes some number one or number two type performances out of number three and four wide receivers if you're willing to manage it. Whereas the one thing, in, especially in shallow leagues, in standard leagues especially too, you can count on volume. You can count on the bell cow running backs. The guys are going to touch the ball 25 times a game. Those guys don't grow on trees anymore, unfortunately. It's good to do this as an exercise because you go back and you go, well, hell, even if I don't love the quarterbacks there, I'll double up on quarterback and I'll take a, a Cousins and uh, maybe a Winston to back myself up or something like that or, or take a Goff and a, and a Rivers or something. If you do want to play matchups, you could do that too. But to take those number one QBs, although it's fun because you want to root for them, in terms of winning these kind of leagues, it's, I think, always smarter to go with the bell cows. Yeah, it just, it seemed that way because Tim and I, I don't know about, we were both looking at it. It's like, can you believe the quarterbacks that are still here this late? And so now mm-hmm. I have a choice every week of Breeze or Brady. <laughs> so. Right. Right. And and now dial it back. I'm curious, right after you took Brady, who were the next three picks? Um, hold on. I'll because wait. I guarantee you go back and you look there, and now if you're going to say – just Breeze is my quarterback. And look, Breeze wasn't great last year. You know, obviously he fell back to the pack. He wasn't Drew Breeze of old. But still good enough that you're going to start every week for the most part. Uh, Devontae Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, Mike Evans, Joe Mixon. We're all next. Right. And, you know, Freeman, Mixon, I mean, I have high hopes for Mixon this year. But all of a sudden you add those guys in depth. And then if you do have, God forbid, an injury to an Elliott, it's easier to sustain because you got more guys. Or if one of them yeah. really rips off, they become trade bait because you have depth. And the one thing everybody's going to go through is running backs. I mean, look, already in the spring, I mean, uh, in the summer, how many we've lost, you know, already. You lose guys. I said before, you know, Penny had gotten hurt and lots of questions about some other guys floating around who's going to be the guy there. You can, if you can go, I would not leave the third round without two running backs. That's just me, and that doesn't matter what format I'm playing in. That's just kind of how I roll. And most of the time, 
I've got wide receiver by committee. And you know what? That's, that's all right. Like it's, you know, because if you don't have Antonio Brown or Hopkins, then the rest of them are pretty much, you know, you could just start making arguments for that next tier. And then after that, it's, you know, they're really much closer than you think. Okay. Tim, you got anything for Joe here since he's, uh, you know, breaking it down for us here. He's our expert, our guy. I'm afraid to talk to him anymore because he just keeps yelling at me. (laughs) I love you, Tim. Don't even. Come here. Let me give you a hug. Come on. There we go. I feel a little bit better. I'm a Canadian. What do I know about NFL football? Come on. (laughs) Explain this. Why do they still have the goalposts, like, in the middle of the end zone in CFL? They still do that? Yeah, God only knows. Doesn't that seem dangerous? I don't know. To be quite honest. To be quite honest, it's probably that there's like what four or five really big differences, and they're going to keep them just so that they can be different than the NFL. I just think it's a weird thing. It's like it's, you can run those weird pick and roll plays around the goalpost, right? Well, uh, well, yeah, it's, goal, it's, it's right on the it's right on the goal uh, on the on the goal line, right? There's well, could you imagine Rob Gronkowski almost. like you know <laughs> running around there and then like peeking around the goalpost and catching ball? <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, they've got some weird stuff going on. There's no two ways around it. I, well, I honestly, it's all right. Canadians are watch. still the better Americans. I will always say that. I don't watch CFL football because to me, it's it's boring. Well, that's so, fair. No Johnny Manziel for you. Uh, well, I did. <laughs> I did tune in to watch him get a concussion. <laughs> Not that I wished oh. it on him, because I didn't, but. But I no, did, I did watch yeah, that game just to just to see what he doesn't make it not funny. Had, so you know, which right. uh, apparently uh, uh, Johnny Manziel better. Uh, I don't know what kind of a degree he got out of school, but I hope it was a good <laughs> what one. degree. He's day what two years? <laughs> he didn't get no degree. Yeah, because he won't be he won't be playing <laughs> professional football anywhere. So Johnny Johnny pretty football much man. Oh man. You know, I'm going to be the first to admit I had such high hopes for him because I watched his arm strength in college, and I watched the Chick-fil-A uh, Peach Bowl whenever he played Duke, and he was making throws that just made no sense. Just falling backwards on his back foot, completing throws to guys in stride, and I was like, man, this kid's going to be so good. But he just never panned out. Okay, I do have a question, though. Let's say you get down to – you got your team pretty much set. And you're down to like uh, I don't know maybe the last two or three rounds where the pickings starting to get pretty slim, especially if you're somebody like me and you don't really know, you know I know the big names and after that I'm I'm starting to get in above, uh, uh, I'm waters above my eyeballs at that point. Um, is there any point where you should maybe take a flyer on a, a player that maybe is a rookie or something like that that may. Uh, you know, like I saw a lot of guys taking quarterbacks, so the, you know, the, the rookie class of quarterbacks. And I kind of, well, that's actually to I, me that people would be doing that in a 10 team league, only starting one quarterback. If you were starting two quarterbacks, and to me, see, there's the wrinkle. And this is, this is the other thing, too, people should consider. If you're playing in a 10 team league, make it a two quarterback league, because now when everybody has to start two quarterbacks, all of a sudden now that's 20 deep into the pool, right? Now, all of a sudden, there's some strategy. Now, you've got to really account for it. Now, you've got to create an advantage here. You better get a, a QB1 on your roster, if not two QB1s, because you don't want to be, you know, starting rookies necessarily or, you know, the low-rung NFL quarterback because, you know, they're going to have some bad games or even get some real, you know, pullback points when they throw picks and stuff. But to me, I don't have a problem taking shots on rookie guys. I, I think Anthony Miller is a guy worth taking a shot on in Chicago. Um, I think that, 
in terms of the, you know the rookie running backs are not lasting that long, but there are some other rookie wide receivers like Christian Kirk who looks like he might have a role in the offense too uh, of significance as time goes on. You have to have patience if you're going to be doing that. And I think that there's nothing wrong with drafting those guys and realizing that, you know, if they're not really doing much for you in September and your record is crap, then it's okay to move on from them and be aggressive on the waiver wire with the players who are making a difference. So I think it really comes down to the individual owner. But at the same time, the late is where you want to take risks. It's early. I'm very risk adverse early on. You, you won't see me take LaShawn McCoy no matter how pretty much until he becomes a, a running back three <laughs> for me in a draft. It's really hard for me to take that pick because, frankly, I'm still concerned that he's going to end up on that exempt list and it's going to be a problem. And I think really what you're looking for late is bonus. That's what you're looking for. Early on, you want floor. Early on, you want guys who can win you weeks. Early on, you want to build your roster around proven talent and I think sometimes people want to reach and make players things that they want them to be in their heads when they haven't proven it on the field and I think that's where people get in trouble in fantasy football all right and then where do you rate uh, defenses and kickers uh kickers uh they they're dead to me uh just generally speaking (laughs) Uh, I uh, I'm, I'm on the kill the kicker you know it's your last pick if you have to take one fine um it defenses, you know, it's funny. With defenses, I, I'm either – I'm one of two. I'll either be the first or second person in the room to take a defense because if there's one or two that I believe in, and I think it's hard not to believe that Jacksonville is going to be that good again or close to it, or I'm towards the end because if you look at it year over year, defense is where there's the most turnover. Um, you could also go the streaming route. I mean, you know, some people talk about it, but it really is a, a in a 10-team league – especially 12 or 14 teams. That's where it gets a little bit dicier, but in a 10 team league, there's no reason you can't stream defense or look ahead and see, okay, who are the, some of the good matchups that teams have early on? They might not be the best defense, but you know, man, they've got some really good matchups against some bad offenses. Let's say the first month of the season, you could do it that way and just play a couple weeks at a time and not to get too far ahead of yourself. Cause after all, it's about winning as often as you can week to week. This isn't baseball where there's 162 games. You know, this is the NFL. You got to get it right every week and not look too far ahead. Fair enough. Yeah, I've actually got. Speaking of the two quarterback leagues, I've got a league like that. Uh, that it's a two. It's a two player keeper league. Uh, we are allowed to keep two players. We don't have to keep anybody, but we're allowed to keep up to two. It's a ten team league. We all start two quarterbacks. Every week, um, I was lucky enough when we started the league to get Rodgers. Uh, so I grabbed him, and he's been my keeper. Um, but this year, I I can keep another player. But I'm thinking about not just keeping Rodgers only because uh, we've got I've got LaShawn McCoy, who I'm just I'm not excited about after the whole uh, incident he had. He may not play, so who knows with him. Um, and I've got Gronk, who was another player. But other than that, my other quarterback I had was Jameis Winston. And to me, that's not worth giving up a second pick for because you have to give up. I wouldn't know, give up a second pick picks. for him because I think you'll you'll get him later. And I, I, yeah. I in, the, in the way that you're describing these guys to me, I, I think I agree with that thought process. And I'll tell you what, I'd be all in on draft redrafting Winston at a cheap cost because I think you're going to get him real cheap because people will be frustrated that he doesn't start the season – but if you look at what he did in December, he was pretty much the best quarterback statistically in football in December. And he was stunningly yeah. good when he came back. And he even said, you know, sitting on the sidelines again and 
and learning and stuff that made a difference for him. And I'll tell you what, it certainly did when you look at that game log and you break it down just December games and it's eye opening. I mean, I think he had three of the four games were 300 yard games or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. So I follow Jameis pretty close. Um, Try not to go too homerish in these drafts. That's why I didn't take like Mike Evans or even I think Evans is a great pick. It's just I don't want to reach for players that I love because they're on my team. That's that's a habit I had to break years ago. After getting when, you, when you're a Tampa Bay fan, you're getting it handed to you pretty good because Doug Martin's not getting it done. You, you learn pretty quick. You know maybe I shouldn't reach for the team that I love. <laughs> uh, well, it depends. See, I'm a you know, and and it's funny. It's it's. Just because the team is great too doesn't make them a necessarily a viable fantasy team. Like I'm a Patriots fan, and I hardly ever own Patriots because I never want to pay for Tom Brady usually or Gronk. And then the rest of it, it's a it's a complete s show every week. You never know who it's going to be or how it's going to be, and I just leave it alone. So I just try to enjoy the games. But I, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I tend not to own too many Pats over the years. Yeah, I mean, I get that too. Um, because it's just fantasy, such a different animal. It's to me, I got into it because my team was so bad for so many years. It was like, oh, this gives me something to look forward to. Honestly, yeah. like, it well, you're a Tampa something. guy. I'm curious, how do you feel about Gruden back in the NFL now? Thank God he's not in Tampa. I do not like John Gruden. <laughs> do not. If you we know he's got him, that title for you. That was Tony Dungy's title. I will remain that to this day. That is Tony Dungy's title. John Gruden just happened to be the guy standing there to get it. Tony Dungy built that team. John Gruden didn't do anything. Well, Tony Dungy inherited a good situation from Peyton Manning. Oh, he did, of course. But But look, I mean, you know, Tony Dungy got outcoached a whole lot of times by Belichick and some of the other guys on the field. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, and luckily that's he had a too. soft matchup in the against the Bears the year they won. But I will maintain that John Gruden never won a championship. That was uh, Tony Dungy's championship, and Gruden because the years after that we couldn't spell playoffs, let alone get there. Couldn't have got into a playoff hat, let alone into the actual playoffs. Then we fire Gruden. Uh, we just had a, a caravan of coaches. We Greg Schiano. I want to know what guy thought that was a good idea. Um, and then uh, you got Greg Schiano just trying to hire Rutgers guys left and right. And then we deal with Lovey Smith, who I liked and uh, thought was doing well. And then we get rid of him. We bring Dirk, Dirk Cutter in. And now Dirk Cutter's the coach. And, you know, he had a good first year. The second year, not so good. And now they're giving him one more chance. And it's like, ugh, you know. And we continue to not address the need at DB. And it's just a headache. Um, I love yeah. the V to V to pick and I love the Ronald Jones draft pick, but we really, really got to address that, that DB need because we're in a league where you face twice a year, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, you better have somebody that can stop the pass. That's just well, my I mean, there's two ways to do it. You either get to the quarterback or you have somebody that can stop the quarterback from throwing the ball on you. You uh, I mean, there's, yeah. cause there's been plenty of, you know, plenty of, Secondaries that looked a lot better because they had pass rushes that got to the quarterback. So you got you got to figure it out one way or the other. I mean, if you can have both, that's great, but that's tough to find. But I mean, you know, like like, like Jacksonville's got both, which is why that defense is you know incredible to watch. And and the fact that you know 
I, they really should have gone to the Super Bowl last year. You know, the fact that the coaching staff really crapped the bed there with the play calling is, as many coaches do, they get into this weird pissing match with Bill Belichick, and it's never a good idea, and he's always going to outcoach you if you always. let him. <laughs> and the minute you make a mistake, and it's funny because they're always cool and collected. You know, even in the Super Bowl, you know, I, I had a bad feeling. A couple of calls didn't go their way, but I'm a spoiled brat, so I don't let, I don't really get it, let it get to me because I've been in so many Super Bowls as a Patriots fan since I was 13 years old that, you know, I mean, we win them, we lose them, whatever. Getting there is exciting. It's fun. And even in that game, I'm like, you can see how calm they are. They, they're always going to hang around. They're waiting for you to make a mistake. And the Eagles really didn't make a mistake. But as soon as you see a team make a mistake, and you see Pittsburgh make mistakes constantly, or you see them constantly play zone coverage against Brady, and you want to bang your head against the wall if you're a Steelers fan going, you're just going to lose. Like Every time you play zone coverage against Tom Brady, you're going to lose football games. And yep. that's what happened to the Steelers this year. Again, Prevent defense presents team prevents teams from winning. That's what I've learned watching Belichick and Brady over the years. Bill Bill Belichick is an alien. <laughs> so he's been quite convinced. That's why he doesn't speak very much. But he's on to Cincinnati. You know what's funny? Man, he's a bloody genius, though. I mean, there's just no way around it. Well, he's a he. His public persona and his private one, I think, are very different. You know, he is the most boring, vanilla, you know, emotionless guy. Was it? But is, then is it on you see how these guys thing? run through walls for him, or they hug him when they win, and you see the affection they have. You know, it's different. You know, that's that's right, not but, what but you're do you, seeing. Do you think the outward that like what he presents to the press and all that that it's really like not on purpose? Like, I'm doing this. Oh, I think it's a hundred percent on purpose to annoy the living hell out of all the rest of you. I am better than you, and now you I really don't I like me because I don't talk. I think talk. it's a cultivated act that he enjoys quite a bit. He enjoys playing oh, that love character. It. Yeah, I yeah. love every minute I mean, of it when they when they put the mic in his face and he looks at them like what. My, my, <laughs> the best is after that one where they asked him, you know, Brady's had two bad games. I think it was that a Cincinnati game, or that that game they lost on Monday Night Football to Cincinnati a couple of years ago, or whatever that was. No, it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs, and that was the on the Cincinnati thing where the guy said, are you thinking about changing quarterbacks? And he looked at the guy. It was the greatest death stare you've ever seen. Like, he looked into the guy's soul. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take out the greatest quarterback that ever lived because really? he, he had a bad game. Like, come on, you know? He kind of looks at – yeah, right. he looks at them like, would you like a do-over on that question? Because it was just, like, yeah. so stupid. that He's the Greg Popovich yeah. of the NFL. If I, if I can say that, but he's not. But he's not rude about it, though. Like Pop comes off sometimes, kind of, you know, he he gets a little carried away. But uh, mm-hmm. Belichick just he just looks at them like. Uh, I'll tell you, I think those I Vikings just this year I just the don't team have to time watch. to sink down to your level to explain why <laughs> we did what we did, and I'm just I'm just gonna give you a take the two word answer of yeah, and he does it quite often. Where you know, what do you got to do to uh, you know. They'll ask him like the typical inane sideline questions. Well, you know, what have you got to do in the second half to, to uh, you know, get back on top stop of this game? Stop making mistakes. I, but, <laughs> yeah, he'll say he'll say stop making mistakes. Once I heard him say we need to score more points. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know obviously, right? But <laughs> and then the guy, the reporter, they they don't know what to say, and he looks at him like you know I've got better things to be doing. And he just walked it away. It is funny how it turned on him again, though, because I think after the Atlanta Super Bowl, when they came back and win, 
there was a large contingent of people who hated Brady and Belichick. They were like, well, I mean, we just got to give him credit because that was just ridiculous. And then last I year, you know, they second won. of that game. I oh, loved every. So that was I. one of the greatest so football games. And I games. knew. And I knew as soon as Julian Edelman caught that ball, you could see when they're looking up at the big Titantron thing or whatever it is, and you could see when they would clearly that he had his hand on the ball, and you see the defensive back, the shoulders collapse, and you did, and I knew I was like, that's it, the game's over right now. It doesn't matter what happens, that this game is over. You can't. Once the air's out of that bubble, it's over. It's done. And it's funny. Everybody was kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, Brady, Belichick, fine, give him a do, whatever. You know what? I hate him, but you got to respect him. And then this year they went back again. It was like, you mother effers. Like, they were like, and then everyone hated him again. So it was like, can you just not be in this game? <laughs> Stop ruining everyone's good time. <laughs> as long as they're beating teams that aren't Tampa Bay and they're beating teams that are called New Orleans, New Carolina, or Atlanta, I am happy as can be to root for the Pats. They the tank has got to be getting close to empty for new for New England, though. You would they, think. I keep waiting for it's it. It's got to be you know? getting close. That's I mean, why I said what? that three years ago. <laughs> I forget which oh, one. Okay, I'm uh, full disclosure. I'm a Michigan guy, so Tom Brady for me is like you know, he's on Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks as far as, as, far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. But he's and still, everybody forgot you know, he used to come in there and clean up Drew Henson's mess every week. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. forty years old though. I mean at some point he is he his body has got to go. You would think. I mean hell, my I'm almost forty and my body's certainly going. So, <laughs> like, you know, well, I'm, I'm keep fifty and I remember having a body. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like I noticed even though in his game, he I mean he has you know he he doesn't throw the long ball or very not very often. He, he he's so smart though too. He's another one where he's just adjusted as his uh, as his skills have changed. So has he, and I guess that's why they keep winning all the time because he doesn't, and he doesn't really make any mistakes usually. So, which is always nice at the QB spot. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season this year. I'm really looking forward to it. And I've been flipping through the Fantasy Football Black Book, and people, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you buy it, you're going to be thanking Joe. And you you can thank me for recommending it because you're going to win your leagues this year. It's a great book, a great read. It breaks everything <laughs> I down. You, I love how Nate just took the credit for seven years of getting a book to where it's gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I love it. You were like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Thank me. That was very like well, old school wrestling manager of you. Like you started to build yeah, up you, the guy in the ring and you're like, no, screw yeah, it. You feel I'm free. the reason. You feel free <laughs> yeah. to take my picks and add that to a section of how not to draft in the 10 team league. I think, I think what you did is something that a lot, honestly, I think what people do is they, they see the quarterbacks and they realize how good they are, but then there's always that thing on the back end. They just don't realize until you see it and you go, oh, we're taking terrific top ten quarterbacks still, and it's the eighth round, ninth round. And I think that's the thing that people just – and it's good. That's why you mock once in a while and you get that out of your system, and now you got a shot to, you know, to, to clear it out there and go forward. No, I won't but draft yeah, that, that way the next I'll, – I'll, I'll go into another league and I'll, I'll draft totally against my – I guess my instinct and see where I end up. Proof's in the pudding, right? I mean, the results will be there or they won't. So, 
Yeah, and and, and I'm you don't want to go against all your all. instincts. You just want to you want to, and that's what the black book does. Relative position value shows you what the board looks like and understand where the value is, how to exploit it in standard, half PPR, super flex, full P, everything. And it really is more of a strategy of approach, and it backs it up with numbers. It's not just opinion because there's way too much. Here's my top 10 or here's my top 100, and that doesn't help anybody. It's completely useless because a player's value is dictated by format. It's not dictated by your opinion. Right. Look at it this way. Last year against the spread, uh, I destroyed the ESPN experts. Well, of course you did. I don't know that much about football. I should not be Neither destroying the ESPN experts, and yet I do Neither almost every year. No, they. I think they know very little. Although, on a totally unrelated note, I see they now have a a the lead uh, reporter on their morning show does has is no longer going to watch football. Is no longer going to watch football. Is that what you said? It's it's a woman, Michelle Beadle, I think her name is. Oh yeah, she I know. came out. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she came out yesterday and said she will no longer watch NCAA or NFL football. Well, that's gonna be awful hard to do your job then. That's <laughs> kind of what's kind of my thought is what are you? How are you going to be the anchor on, you know, <laughs> Monday morning when after Sunday full slate? I didn't watch any of these games, but but here's my analysis. <laughs> my expert analysis. Well, that's Not why you listen paid. to the Black Book Show. That's why you listen to my podcast instead. You know, don't go okay, to these well, yeah, before, boys. Before over we get off of here, you got to give you got to give yeah. all that uh, that info. Oh, to it's the everywhere. Listeners. Black Book Definitely. Podcast is on iTunes. It's uh, it's a good time. It's Remember, on everywhere you can have, listen to a podcast. You can get it. Remember, we have Tom Robinson as part of this crew saying it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He'll go to the search engine and type in everywhere. Well, that's okay. That's fair. Fair enough. <laughs> but Joe, thank you so much for coming on. And also, if you love what Joe does, listen to Joe on the In This Ring podcast. Him and Tim do a great job over there on their show. And I was a guest on there one time, and man, it was a blast. And it was I only good because it. you were on. Well, I mean, well, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> oh man, you flatter me. Uh, I love well, it. Now I'm feeling like it. I've been set up, maybe. <laughs> no, it's, it's a love fest here. That's all it is. It is. No, man, it I agree. No, hey, all, that was one of my. I told good. you. I told you my favorite episode we've done so far is the one you were on. I think it was a blast. Yeah, you guys caught me early morning when I just did not give a fuck. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were so. cranky and ornery. It was terrific. <laughs> I Nate was, was cranky. This. Wow. Yeah, early cranky. morning. I know, man. right? Early mornings. But, Joe, thank you so much for giving us way more time than you should have, and we really appreciate you so much for, for jumping on. Uh, thanks for having me I on, totally guys. I appreciate it. Like, Good luck with your draft. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I said, yeah, 20 minutes, Joe. That's all we'll need you for. Here we are, 45 minutes later. He's still here. <laughs> thanks, Joe. Content have a good gold. one. Content uh, gold, my friend. Yeah, Joe's great. Whoa. Love Joe. Great guy. So now uh, I've learned and, that I'm basically a big Canadian doofus. <laughs> Nonsense. Be damned on Mr. Pizapia. I will see my team through to the championship. <laughs> hey, God. it could happen. Oh, I love you. That's great. Beauty. That's kind of the beauty of it, eh? Is, uh, you know, even, I mean, obviously, this, the man is, you know, Rhodes Scholar when it comes to what he's talking about. 
<clears throat> but there's just there's still so many things that could happen that you just don't know. Which is which is why we love the sports and why we love to watch them. Oh yeah. Well, we are almost out of time, Tim. So we're going to go ahead and get out of here. And thank you guys for listening to our fantasy football show. Hope you enjoyed it. And I'm not going to bore you with where you can find us because if you found us, you know where we're at. So Tim, won't you get little Tr to send us home? Little Tr. Don't draft like Big Tim did. It was a stupid. He a big, dumb Canadian, big, silly moose hunter. Peace.